This week of the Tech on Tap podcast, we break down cloud volumes on tap with Jens Dickmice and Akash Gupta. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipok. Zipok. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm in the studio here and with me today is Akash Gupta. Uh, He is local to RTP and Akash, what do you do here at NetApp? So, hey Justin, I am a cloud solutions architect with Cloud Volumes on Tap, Cloud Sync, and our latest feature which is Cloud Turing. Um, I've been with NetApp close to four years. Um, I used to be part of the ECS team before this. So, new to this role, but... um, New to this really big space with NetApp is investing in and um, looking forward to talking to you about Cloud Volumes on Tap over here. All right. And how do we reach you on social media? So I think LinkedIn is the best way to reach me. Um, Akash Gupta. Um, find me on LinkedIn. I try to be as active over there as I can. And um, my NetApp email address is also another way to reach me out. All right. We'll include that in the show notes. Also with us today on the phone uh, out of sunny Seattle, Jens Dickmice. Uh, Jens, what do you do here at NetApp? Hi, uh, Justin. Uh, yeah, I'm a manager of cloud solutions architecture at NetApp. I've been part of the cloud team for about two years, uh, but I've been with NetApp for 11 years this month uh, in various roles. Okay, and uh, how do we reach you on uh, social media? Uh, social media, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's Yenzer, uh, J-E-N-S-E-R, 411. Uh or follow me on LinkedIn. That's probably your better space. That's uh, where I like to go and put most of my uh, good business content. Am I detecting a Canadian accent? You are very much detecting a Canadian accent. <laughs> uh, I am uh, very much Canadian. I uh, uh, grew up in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, and then uh, uh, moved to Calgary after a time in the military, and then uh, to Seattle about five years ago. Yeah, it was it was the about. That's what that's what gave it away. All right. Yeah. Eh? What I have noticed though, you you haven't apologized yet, so that's good. <laughs> Eventually, I expect you to apologize for something. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about cloud volumes on tap today and what it is. Uh, to start it off, um, let's talk about the name because it used to not be called cloud volumes on tap, and we have a very similar offering called cloud volumes on tap services or cloud volume services on tap. I get confused myself. So, Akash, if you could clarify this for our listeners. So, um, Cloud Volumes ONTAP, which was used to be ONTAP Cloud previously, has been there in the market for a long time. It's been there for over four years, I think. And um, we recently launched Cloud Volume Service, which is a fully managed service by NetApp. It's a completely different service, not related to Cloud Volumes ONTAP. So, I know there's a little confusion with the differences between Cloud Volume Service and Cloud Volumes ONTAP, as well as what ONTAP Cloud is. So, ONTAP Cloud is basically cloud volumes on tap and cloud volume service is a completely different managed service which we offer across uh, three major hypervisors so that's not a topic we're going to be covering during this podcast so we're going to be concentrating on cloud volumes on tap over here okay so we've rebranded the name a bit um to i guess have more uh Synergy, synergy across <laughs> to use the business yeah. I know, terminology. I know a lot of people didn't appreciate that name change in a way, but it just some to be consistent with the marketing messages we have. Okay. 
So could you give me an overview of what Cloud Volumes ONTEP is and does and who might use it? So um, Cloud Volumes ONTEP is, for all purposes, ONTEP in the cloud. Um, we basically run across in AWS and Azure. We recently um, have uh, launched Azure HA2 uh, along with a single node instance. So um, we have uh, AWS single node and HA, Azure single node and HA. Um, we basically are building on top of the cloud services to provide ONTAP-like features which we get on-premises um, in the cloud. So there are multiple use cases which we can have with cloud volumes on tap. But before we get into that, I was wondering, Yen, do you want to add anything in terms of how we position cloud volumes on tap and how it looks like? Absolutely, Akash. Thank you. So uh, cloud volumes on tap, uh, very important thing to go and remember as a NetApp customer is that cloud volumes on tap is on tap under the covers. So it's that same operating system that uh, you're used to running on premises We've just ported it to run on a virtual machine in the cloud and using uh, cloud resources for storage. Uh, and through the various uh, updates that we've done with it to go include uh, tiering capabilities, uh, we've uh, been able to go and reduce a company's uh, cloud spend significantly by uh, being able to utilize our storage efficiencies, our cloning, our, de our deduplication, our tiering capabilities to go and send live data sets into Blob and really drop the costs of uh, the way that uh, businesses are utilizing the cloud. So you basically you're virtualizing ONTAP through a VM. So it's not like it's ONTAP running on an AFF system in the cloud. It's basically you know, you're running it as a virtual machine. Absolutely. It is, it is a virtualized version running on a VM in AWS. That's an EC2 instance. In Azure, that's an Azure VM. Uh, and then we're attaching the various storage offerings that they have in behind it. So you can run either an SSD aggregate behind it or a spinning disk aggregate behind it, depending on the disk uh, choices that you make during uh, the deployment of that various aggregates. Okay. But so the, I, the, I can pay for performance or capacity. The are the same. Exactly. You, you go and pay for the performance that you need uh, from a VM perspective and then a capacity from the storage perspective. So with the cost associated, am I paying for compute and space or am I paying just for space or is it all just kind of uh, combined into a single cost? Uh, there's actually three costs associated with the Cloud Volumes ONTAP. There's the ONTAP, uh, the Cloud Volumes ONTAP license uh, piece and you, there's two ways you can go and do that. You can buy it through the marketplace and just pay for it uh, for every hour that you have it running or you can go and do a BYOL license, uh, which you go and buy either in a one-year, two-year, or three-year flavor set. And uh, you, you just buy that up front, and then uh, you only have to go and pay for the compute and the storage from uh, the uh, service provider. So uh, you're, you're going to be charged for your VM that you're running it on, as well as the uh, LRS or EBS storage and the blob or... Uh, S3 bucket in behind it for the tiering capabilities. So do you have any sort of things in place to remind people they have something running? Because I know I personally have run things in the cloud and forgotten I had them. <laughs> it just ran and ran and ran. It's like, oh, man, I got to pay the money now. There are some aspects around that. We do have capabilities to go and allow you to go and uh, programmatically turn spin the uh, cloud volumes on tap instances up and down as needed. Uh, there is also a um, 
cost report that is can be generated uh, depending on if you've got that configured or not. So Akash, what sort of benefits do I get out of running ONTAP in the cloud versus running it on-prem? So um, one thing I wanted to add before that is that with Cloud Volumes ONTAP, you get all the features you have with ONTAP on-premises. So whether you have your compression, deduplication, encryption, snapshots, snap mirror, snap vault, flex cones, you get all of that in the cloud too. So uh, that is something you want to keep in mind. And you kind of build off that on what the advantages it provides in the cloud is, for example, a customer may want to have a DR site. And that DR side does not necessarily need to be another on-premises, on-tap system. And then you can just have a DR side in the cloud and continuously snap mirror from on-premises to the cloud and just reduce the overhead which is involved with having potentially another data center which is for DR and you could snap mirror between different AWS regions or Azure regions so that you can save on cost and spin up and up spin up spin down resources as and when you need it scale up scale down as you when as and when you need it so basically you're taking advantages of the scale which the cloud provides you but helps with we use on tap to help optimize it and take advantages of the solution you're really used to, especially with customers who are familiar with ONTAP. Okay. And what about cloud volume services? When would I use that versus cloud ONTAP? Like, why would I use one over the other? So cloud volume service is a fully managed service where you provide, you want a certain volume with certain level of performance you expect, and NetApp provides that to you, you do not do any management aspects in the back end. So you have a certain level of performance expectation, certain level of capacity you need, and you tear up and down within that. Versus Cloud Volume ONTAP provides you the ability to use the underlying resources of the cloud itself, and you want that level of management which you are used to as an administrator. You want to continue to manage your ONTAP system. You want to use Unified Manager. You want to use System Manager. You can continue to do that. So you provide that granularity where you can continue to use ONTAP the way you're used to, but you're leveraging the cloud resources to do that rather than leveraging NetApp providing you a volume over there. So you mentioned System Manager and OnCommand Unified Manager. If I stand up a cloud ONTAP instance, do I have ability to run, say, Unified Manager in the cloud as well as a cloud resident application, or do I have to install it on-site? So you could use it on-site, or you could spin up a VM in the cloud and install Cloud man- uh, System Manager or Unified Manager over there. With System Manager within the Cloud Manager or Cloud Volumes ONTAP application itself, you can start up System Manager over there too. Okay. So, Jens, I noticed that we have a single-node version of Cloud ONTAP in an HA version. What use cases do you see out there for single node? I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of requests for single node. I mean, is it a, a very popular thing or is it more HA out there? Uh, that's a great question. So we actually see a really good split between HA and single node uh, for uh, customer adoption. Uh, quite often uh, in a DR scenario, a customer will go and use a single node uh, and then go and just have that uh copied the data copied over into that single node in the event of a dr scenario um the the drawback to the single node is that you have that single copy and single points of failure so it's not something you would probably run in a production environment unless you can quickly spin up in another instance and get the data set to that and it's not really as important 
but for most production type workloads, uh, people are running HA. Uh, for DevOps, most people are running single nodes to keep the costs down. So if I had a scenario where I was using Cloud on Tap for DR and I had to fail over to the DR system, could I easily spin up another node and make that an HA system to have that protection while I'm trying to resolve whatever my problem is on my, my uh, source site? Uh, so unfortunately, we can't convert a single node to an HA or an HA to a single node. So that, that, that is a limitation that is in place for that. Uh, however, you can spin up a uh, HA node and snap mirror within the cloud very quickly to go and get it running on HA as needed. Uh, but if you, if you are concerned about that, and we've seen customers do it, where they go and take an HA configuration and use that as their DR target uh, for just that scenario, just in case. Uh, and so they're building their environments out uh, with the failure scenarios in play at the beginning. And it, it takes a little bit of more forethought to do that. Uh, really uh, depends on the uh, business's tolerance on it. Yeah, and, and not like all disaster recovery, it really depends on how much you want to pay. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that's what, it always comes down to cost. Um, so with the HA thing, uh, do the failovers occur only local to the availability zone or can it go across availability zones? So uh, that depends on uh, the way that you've uh, configured your HA in AWS. Um, we have two flavors of HA available in AWS. We have a multi-availability zone uh, configuration, which utilizes floating IPs. And then we have a single availability zone version, which uses private IPs and because they can fail over between each other. If you're in the multi-AZ, which gives you the highest resiliency, uh, those floating IPs to date, we've validated that they fully work with inside the uh, VPC. However, when they're outside the VPC trying to connect to it, they're not currently accessible. However, there is a new feature from uh, Amazon that uh, we are evaluating, which is a transit gateway. And with that transit gateway may give us the, the ability in the very near future to be able to have that uh, floating IP failover between the two nodes and accessible from outside the VPC as well. Akash, you mentioned earlier that you also handle cloud tiering. That's right. Um, what is that? So cloud tiering is a new service which we've come out with. It's still in preview. So we're looking to see how we can adopt it and we can optimize it before we open it up for um, the general public. Um, it's basically fabric pool undercovers. Uh, rather than taking, giving the customer the headache of or the, the task of managing licensing and um, setting up fabric pool, at, attaching a bucket to it, we basically take that on us and we provide it as a service. So it's not a tool, it's more of a service now where you we provide you a portal where you connect your AFF system, you connect your um, S3 or Azure account and then NetApp will take care of the tiering over there. And currently we run it in Azure and AWS but there'll be few further enhancements which will come along. Okay, so basically it's a fabric pool as a service where you can tier your on-prem stuff. That's right. So you don't tier from the cloud, right? You, no. Okay. With cloud volumes on tap, that's already included in it. So Fabric Pool is a service which is included in your licensing cost, and a lot of customers use that right now. So within cloud on tap, when we're tiering, where does that go? Because, I mean, we're already in the cloud. Does that go to, like, Glacier or somewhere else? So we don't support Glacier because the retrieving time for Glacier is too high, but we go to S3, infrequent access, or normal S3, too. So um, in 
when we when we use cloud volumes on tap we are using managed disk or your regular block disk ssd or hdd and then we tear it off to object storage which is s3 or azure blob yeah and you mentioned hdds and that's kind of a differentiator with cloud on tap as well as on tap select is that you can do fabric pool with spinning drives whereas with on prem you have to use ssds that's right okay so um as far as use cases go, I mean, what are people using cloud ONTAP for today? Like, how are they leveraging it and, and enabling their business needs? So, um, I think four, four use cases which come to mind, and Jens can add on, is um, file shares. NetApp does that very well, so continue to do that. We support NFS, SIFS, and iSCSI in the cloud, so you can use that. Um, we can use it for DevOps, like Jens mentioned. So, FlexHone is a great opp- opportunity where you can... Uh, spin-up clones for zero cost, basically, leveraging NetApp Snapshot technology, which is a really good use case, I feel, which we don't, a lot of people don't realize that we can do that with cloud volumes on time, but I think it's an excellent use case to consider. Um, DR is really popular because existing NetApp customers are ready to shut down data centers and move in everything to the cloud. And with SnapMirror, it works very well. Um, cloud Manager is actually the tool which manages your cloud volumes on tap system, and you can discover your on-premises systems over there too. So um, it's a very easy drag and drop method to set up SnapMirror, uh, very easy to use. So a lot of customers use that for DR. And finally, for production workloads too, a lot of customers use it for production workloads. It just depends on whatever your performance expectation. There's There may be certain cases where um, there will be restrictions in terms of the IOPS with a VM in Azure or AWS can provide or the storage can provide. Maybe in that case, cloud volume service is your op- opportunity to leverage NetApp technology, but uh, people do use it for production workloads too. There's also capacity limitations too, right? Like what, what's our capacity limit on these? So for most of them, it's around 360 terabytes for a single cloud volume ONTAP instance. So um, just And that includes the the data you tier to the fabric pool too. So in total, it's 360 terabytes on to 368 terabytes. Okay. And we mentioned file services. Are people using these for home directories, kind of like as a OneDrive analog or... It's a mix. I think they use it like if you think about how we use NetApp on-premises, I think a lot of similar use cases for, for file shares too. Um, Yen, do you want to add to that? So one of the big things that we see, because we are able to go and do the uh, mixed protocol access to it, uh, we actually see a lot of uh, companies using SIFs for their users to go and put the data out to the uh, cloud, and then they go and run uh, machine analytics against it to uh, and accessing it by an NFS protocol. So that's a that's a very common use case uh, that we see. The other one obviously is uh, home shares. Uh, we see it quite a bit for uh, VDI where they're actually using it for the home shares for the VDI environments. Uh, so it's very similar use cases as what we see on-prem. So are you seeing cloud ONTAP adoption amongst large enterprise environments or are, they, are you seeing it more with these smaller shops that maybe can't afford to buy entire FAS systems, or are you kind of seeing a mixture there? So we actually have a full gamut. We we get everything from the uh, SMB companies all the way up to the large enterprises uh, using it. Um, so we've got uh, thousands of uh, customers currently using uh, cloud volumes on tap, and uh, the range is all over the map for that. And it, it it's just that a lot of them have found that this is a gives them that enterprise 
great manageability and data storage that they just hadn't been able to go and achieve with the cloud native solutions. Yeah, and I always looked at Cloud ONTAP as a good way for, you know, entry level businesses that are just starting up rather than having an entire IT department spin up a whole storage system, spin up an instance of Cloud ONTAP, and as you grow, maybe if you need on prem, you can move easily on prem. Um, with that said, I mean, how do we get into the cloud and back again? Like, you know, if I want to go into the cloud, how do I get there? If I don't have SnapMirror available, like if I'm going from, you know, a system that isn't on tap, and how do I get out of the cloud if I need to get out of the cloud? So we actually created a great product uh, called CloudSync. Uh, and uh, CloudSync is a data mover. It's completely agnostic to uh, what the source is. So how does it do that? I mean, what's the underlying technology? Can you talk about it as a top secret? <laughs> Uh, we uh, deploy a data broker uh, in either on-prem or in the cloud, depending on where the customer wants to put that. That data broker then uh, communicates with the uh, source of the data set. In the event uh, that it's talking, say, to an object storage, it'll do the conversion from the POSIX uh, file system to object file system and then put that data into that object storage. Uh, when it's doing an NFS to an NFS, it goes and does the read at the source, uh, copies that data out and, and in a more efficient manner between the source and the destination than, say, you would do with an R-Sync. Uh, if you are doing an SMB to an SMB, uh, it will do that same uh, share level enumeration uh, and then go and go through the file system and crawl it to go and see what's there, uh, ingest that data onto the data broker, uh, play Tetris with the blocks and then push those uh, blocks out to the destination in a very efficient manner. So like um, roughly, say you're doing RoboCopy, we're roughly eight times faster than RoboCopy. Um, if you're talking R-Sync, uh, depending on how you've got it configured, we can get up to 30 times faster than R-Sync. Sounds a lot like XCP. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a SaaS offering, so people can consume it as they want it. They can pay by the R, um, they can have a BYOL license or a, a pay-as-you-go license, uh, but it's something you can start and stop as you like, and you pay by relationship, not by the capacity you move. So it's a really easy-to-use to and consume tool. And that's all cloud resident, it's not something I have to install? You So um, you could deploy the data broker, like Jens mentioned, either on-premises or you could deploy it in the cloud. So it just depends on how you want to do that. And I think the real value here is that it, you don't think about what the data is. You just move it, right? You don't care if it's SMB. You don't care if it's NFS, S3. It just does it for you. Um, so Exactly. Yeah, but when, when you select your source and destination, you kind of select whether it's an NFS source. Well, to, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't have to go in and worry about how, how am I going to move this NFS data? How do I retain the permissions of my SMB? It just does it. It figures That's it right. out and says, oh, it's, I'm SMB. I'm going to do it SMB now. That's right. And, and that, that said, I mean, SMB does retain the ACLs when it goes to the cloud, right? So, yeah, there. when you go and create your relationship with SMB, you just do the checkbox and say, retain my permissions, and then it will copy the permissions over for you. And that is, I guess, kind of dependent on if your domain information is the same on the source and the cloud because you're going to need to translate those SIDs. But ultimately, you get to keep those ACLs. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole point is to go and make the uh, move to the cloud as easy uh, for the end user as possible. Is this something that is limited to only use with the cloud or are we able to use it from like an on-prem system to another on-prem system? 
Um, we've had uh, people use them to do on-prem to get off of uh, competitive uh, storage arrays onto NetApp systems. So what you're saying is we'll work with you. <laughs> oh, you want to leave Absolutely that competitive system? I guess we'll allow you to use this really awesome tool. So um, where would I find information about anything cloud-related? Like where's the best place to go? Anything that we're doing in the cloud, your best source of information is to go to cloud.netapp.com. Uh, that is your one-stop shop for everything that we offer that is cloud-related. Cloud.netapp.com, just to add to that, um, I recently moved to this role, and I've always, there's a lot of learning which goes around with the cloud. Things are changing continuously. Um, cloud.netapp.com should be everyone's one-stop shop, whether you're a customer, whether you're a NetApp internal um, employee who has special resources for you to w watch also and learn about anything which is coming out. As things with the cloud change so often and so fast, um, it, to keep in touch with whatever we're coming out with, things are changing, cloud.netapp.com should be your one-stop shop for everything. You can deploy your services from there. You can learn more about them. You can learn about new services which are coming out. So I would recommend everyone to go set up an account over there and start using that and start playing around with to learn what we're trying to do with the cloud because we're doing a lot of different things and really cool stuff. And when you're at cloud.netapp.com, if you have questions or you want to have somebody uh, help you with uh, understanding which resource is the best for you, in the bottom right-hand corner is a uh, little blue chat button. That is actually manned by real people. Uh, so you will get a response by someone and uh, they will get the right resources working with you. Does it ring a cautious phone yes. or, or yours? It I, does. I'm going to go in there and just click that button. Uh, yes, it does. It actually, actually does. It does? <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to go in there and just keep, hey, Akash, hey, Akash. Yeah. Man, that's kind of interesting that you have that as a direct line. It's like the bat phone. Yeah, it guys. is. It's interesting. One thing we didn't really cover on is that the front end for Cloud Volumes on tap systems is Cloud Manager. So that's how you start to manage your different Cloud Volumes on tap systems. So, you could have your on-premises system discovered over there. You could have your cloud volumes on tap systems in AWS, in Azure. And as we grow, you, we, we will look to grow into other places too. But you could have everything in one place. And you could have snap mirror relationships set up over there between AWS to Azure too. So cloud manager is a really nice simple interface to manage your entire system. And um, it's a free software. It's not it's not paid for, but you only pay for the AWS, minor AWS storage and compute resources, but nothing else. So if you really want to see what Cloud Volumes on tap looks like, please go ahead and look at Cloud Cloud Manager. You can deploy it very easily. And if you run into any issues, we are there to help you. And, and leading on, to, on with that, for those of you that are even not considering the cloud, consider deploying a Cloud Manager on-prem uh, and then uh, using that to manage your on-prem environment. It is actually an extremely powerful tool for you to go and uh, manage creating use volumes, creating uh, all of your shares with it. You can go and use it to create your SnapMirror, SnapVault uh, uh, relationships for all of your on-prem environments. So even if you're not planning with it, it's something to worth considering as an added value that NetApp brings to you. So if I wanted to give this sort of thing a terminology, a common term of a, a, a place where I can manage multiple things in one area, what would I call that, Akash? Single 
single sign on. Single pane of glass. Single pane of glass. That's right. <laughs> That's the game I like to play. I like to oh, get yeah. everybody to use that 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 buzzword. All right, uh, <laughs> I win. Um, all right, so uh, cloud manager, you talked about doing it on prem. What other things can it do? Can it monitor for performance and can it see things like that, or you know, look at storage efficiencies? So you can you can monitor performance with performance monitoring. You go back to Unified Manager. You can look at Cloud Insights also, which is a great tool. But um, you could look at from an it, it gives you a trimmed down version of what System Manager can does. Uh, it does not go into the details of everything, but just an overview of your systems, um, the number of volumes you have, um, what is the capacity being used, what is the capacity being free, how much is tiered off to object storage. So a basic overview of everything. If you want to drill down into details, then you use your usual on-tax suspects like System Manager, Unified Manager, and you can use Cloud Insights too. Okay, and uh, does it allow me to generate any reports for this stuff, or is it just I have to go to the other utilities to do something like that? Um, performance reports, mostly. No, like capacity reports, right? Like if I want to want to show my manager a nice rundown of what I have, capacity wise. I think, I think more, you can take screenshots, and but I don't think you can really um, get that detailed level of information, which you probably need to go to system manager for that. Yeah, or on command unified manager, yeah. whatever, you, whatever your management tool of choice is so that's good so it does enough basic stuff where it's useful but where you know if you really want to drill down into the details you go to the, the normal management software that's right traditionally with on on-premises systems you it takes a long time you have a you set up a box you take a while to spin it up but if you really want to use cloud volumes on tap we gave a 30-day free trial um, you could use it through byol you can contact us or pay as you go you get a 30-day free trial in aws and azure so just go try it out it it's it's one of the software which really does not have a big entry point into the NetApp portfolio go try it out play with it see whether it fits your use cases um we are always there to help you. The team is um, very responsive. Um, want to add that our team, actually, the development center is based out of Tel Aviv. Um, they're, they're an excellent resource, so we we work with them. We're part of that team. So any help you need, we'll be more than happy to help you out over there. We definitely want to go and make it easy to go and consume the cloud volumes on tap and then cloud sync. Uh, both come with uh, free trials available. The cloud sync is 14 days free trial. And even after that, it's very, very cost effective. It's 15 cents per relationship per hour to go and get that going. So if you're able to move your entire data set in a day, it costs you $3.60. That's pretty good, right? I mean, I could get a coffee for more than that. (laughs) That's true. For the cost of a cup of coffee, (laughs) you could move your entire data center into cloud. Hey, I could work for your marketing department. Yeah, new tagline. And, And... and if you're looking at doing DR, which is something that we're actually doing a massive push on this quarter, is to go and help people go and use cloud volumes on tap for DR. By uh, combining our uh, tiering capabilities, our dedupe compression compaction uh, availabilities on it, we can drive the cost of your DR solution down to roughly three and a half to four cents per gig per month, which then makes it an extremely affordable solution to go and get a DR for an environment. So if you've been look, thinking about doing DR and you haven't quite done it and you're a NetApp customer, uh, this is something to very much consider, and it is an easy way to go and do that. Yeah, and you would definitely want to do, if you want to do DR, you'd be using SnapMirror. Like CloudSync wouldn't preserve those efficiencies, but no. SnapMirror would. That is correct. Yeah, CloudSync is at the file level, so it has to rehydrate all the files, so it's, it is not nearly as efficient as uh, uh, SnapMirror. 
but it is a, a very efficient tool. All right, so it sounds like cloud uh, volumes on tap is an excellent way to do a lot of different things, whether it's DR or uh, production workloads, uh, file services. Uh, again, if we want to get in touch with you, Akash, how do we do that? So um, LinkedIn, Akash Gupta. Um, it's Gupta with the P, not a with the B. People get confused for some reason the way I've I say I've never it. seen it spelled with a B. But the way I pronounce P, I think people get confused with oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a pronunciation thing. Gotcha. And, um, and you could use reach out during the, the chat window. I think that's another effective way. So um, multiple ways to reach out to us, and we'll be more than happy to help you out. All right, and Jens? So to go and get a hold of us as a team, uh, absolutely uh, use the chat functionality on cloud.netapp.com is probably your most efficient way to do that. Uh, you can also uh, message me on LinkedIn, and that's uh, Jens Dickmice. Uh, that's Jens with a J, J-E-N-S. Uh, and the last name is uh, Dickmice, D-I-C-K-M-E-I-S. Um, more than happy to go and have you follow me. I do uh, get a lot of uh, stuff posted on there that might help you with your move to the cloud. Um, we can also go and email me at uh, my NetApp email address. That's firstname.lastname at netapp.com. And we're more than happy to go and help you uh, on your journey to the cloud. All right. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Thank you. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Akash Gupta and Jens Dickmeis for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.